You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Well, good morning. Wow. Uh, how, how many got that right? How many had no stinking clue? All right. Well, those of you who named that uh, can kind of can nod and, and let me know if I'm correct. I remember growing, growing up on this show, and many of you know the famous Kirk Cameron, who does a lot of Christian films. He has his own production company. He was one of the featured uh, uh, actors on this show. And it's the ABC family sitcom. It actually aired in 1985 and all, went all the way to the mid-1990s. Uh, some of you weren't even born yet. And it, it, it revolved, excuse me, it revolved around the Seaver family, right? Uh, the parents were, do you remember who was the dad? Jason and Maggie. Yes, they're trying to do their best to handle and grow their family of three crazy growing kids. And these kids, unlike any other family here, caused the parents a lot of strife, a lot of endless problems. How many parents can testify to that, right? Mom and dad, keep your hand up. And, uh, but they manage to keep the family together and growing closer and closer together. And how do they do that? How do they do that? Well, the answer is actually in the theme song. As long as we've got each other, nothing else matters. Now, as Christians, that theme song and that point is just a little skewed because honestly, if we've got each other but we don't have Jesus, we really don't have anything at all. And Jesus is the center, and we believe here at ECC that the Bible is very clear that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. It is all about Jesus. It always has been, it always is, and it always will be about Jesus. Now, we, like the Seaver family, we need to at least have something in our distance that we are focused and fixed on in order to continue through the growing pains of being parents. And so last week we started this series, and just to recap for you, we talked about the influential parent. Can you say influence for me? Influence. We realized that the parent the parent, you as parents, have more influence than any other human being on your child's life, whether you like it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you believe it or not. You are the most influential person in your kid's life, for better or for worse. You are it. You have a God-given responsibility. And we discovered last week that we as parents have way less time than we think with our kids. Way less time. And we as parents have way more influence on our kids' lives than we think. And this uh, set background uh, with us here is just an illustration of how much time and the importance of our time with our kids now in regards to how much time we have left. In any given year, parents, including work and including a healthy eight hours of sleep, you have statistically 3,000 hours with your kids a year. It sounds like a lot, but it is not. 
3,000 hours. And then you have the, you think that's little influence here or little time to influence your kids. The church, out of 52 weeks, the average family attends 40 Sundays. So that means the church has 40 hours to impact your kid for Christ. Obviously, this illustrates the importance that the church is not the parent of your kids. The church is here to help and to partner with you and to bring the light of Christ and the hope of Christ. But if you aren't discipling, if you aren't teaching, if you aren't modeling this Christian life and Jesus' love to your kids, time is running out. And so the concept of orange is simply this. Red represents the family unit. Yellow represents the church, the light of Christ. When we come together and we partner and journey together to disciple your kids with the end in mind, amazing things can happen. And so that's why we're doing this Family Matters series. We're talking about family matters because families to God and to us here matter. You matter. Your kids matter. And so that is why we're focusing today on imagine the end. Imagine, imagine the end. Imagine the end. Imagine when your kids leave the nest. When your son is 17 years old and he is headed off to college, imagine what you want for your child. When your daughter is 18 and she leaves the house and she goes to live on her own, imagine right now what you desire for your kids. Because here's the reality, parents. It is very difficult to stay focused on what is most important for our child's life, is it not? Hello, if you don't believe me, let's just talk about this for a minute. Every season of life that our child goes through and as we parent our kids, there are tons of distractions that are going to bombard you. There are so many moving pieces and so many things that other people say are important but maybe they're really not. And we, we, all these things, and we're nonstop, let alone we don't do the Sabbath anymore, let alone we don't eat dinner with our kids anymore, let alone we probably don't even go to church half the month. But time is running out, and there are so many distractions. I mean, you think about it. Just 3,000 hours a year. If your kid's in high school, that is running out. And so every stage of life just throws so many different darts of distraction. Let's take the first one, for instance. Let's take the first one. Toddler and baby. How many parents here or grandparents have toddlers and babies? Sign me up. Yep, don't, don't be shy. I'm not going to call you out here. Um, our babies, this, this can be the most demanding stage. And if you're in another stage, you say, no, just wait, Phil. Just wait. <laughs> But they are fully, a baby and toddler are absolutely, completely, fully dependent for their every need on you, mom and dad. If you're a single parent, my hat's off to you. Because I don't know how you do it other than Jesus and his strength. You need other people in your life as well to support you because that, wow. 
Babies need everything. And so when they pop out of the womb, women are like, don't you dare say that. When they painfully come out and take their first breath, your immediate responsibility and your thoughts are every single thing that you need to do to keep this baby safe, healthy, growing, loved, protected, nourished, strengthened, you name it. And so all of a sudden, your priorities become this baby. You have the feeding needs, and you, whoa, you have to make sure that they have the right, that they're maintaining the right weight and the right head, uh, height, excuse me, not the right head, but I was thinking about Emery. She, uh, when she came out, she was in the 98 percentile of height, weight, and head circumference. So God bless her. Um, love you, Emmy. Um, <laughs> feeding needs. Oh, oh. How many people have their monitors on 24-7? That's okay. That's a good thing. You're checking on your child when they're sleeping. You want to make sure that they have the right temperature and they have the right comfiness in their crib and they have all this stuff and you have uh, extra supply of diapers. I'm going on and on and on because I live, I'm living in this season, right? We have so much expectations. When something strikes our concern, even just a little cough or a little sniffle, what do we do? We kind of panic a little bit and we call the doctor and we say, what kind of steps do we need to take to make sure that they're healthy? Well, another debate for parents that distracts us to vaccinate or to not vaccinate, to, to prevent sickness or when sickness comes, what do we do? And so we go through all these crazy things and it's so easy, mom and dad, to lose sight of what really matters most. The end, when your kid leaves the nest and becomes adult and goes on in their life, what is it you want for your child? Don't believe me? Now we have the elementary stage. We think that it's gonna get better once the kids get in school. Less time with our kids, they're gonna be more involved. But other than the distractions of healthy growth that we see in the babies and toddler stage, now in the elementary stage, it's all about involvement. Involvement, and if, how many parents are in the elementary stage? Yeah, how many parents in the elementary stage are going crazy right now? Yeah, I don't blame you, okay? Because in pursuit of making sure that they have healthy involvement, we want to get them involved in every single thing that we can so that maybe one of those activities will stick. Maybe they will find their dream. Maybe they will find what they're interested in. Sometimes we even get them involved in every activity because we need our space. Let's just be honest. Sometimes that is, but we want them to get involved. We enroll them with every activity. We make sure they're learning. We make sure they're making friends because that's so important. And especially once they make friends, we got to make sure that they go to every single of the 20 friends' birthday parties, right? Because that's what matters. We got to make sure they're safe. And as our children grow, we as parents want them to find happiness. We want them to find what they enjoy. We want them to be successful. And all this is fantastic. Speaking of, these are Michigan State colors, and Wisconsin beat them yesterday. But anyways, um, we want to make sure that they're involved in every single thing. And so our life is like a merry-go-round or a roller coaster, however you want it, and we get so easily distracted from what matters most. 
And so when our kids grow up, they think that what's most important is staying busy. They think what's most important is that they're successful at an activity that they did as a kid. And when they grow up, they think that that's just what they're supposed to do with their kids. And we have missed it, church. We have missed the most important thing. Don't believe me here. How many parents are parents of teens? We need to have a prayer service for all of you. Yeah? Because when your child turns a teenager, the races are on. The race has begun, and your time is four years until they walk down that aisle, they get their diploma, and they're out of here. And so what I like to call the syndrome that parents of teens have is called the seriously syndrome. Our kids are in high school. Are you serious? They are developing immaturity, physicality, everything. Are you serious? Oh my goodness, they just got their temps in the mail and they're going to get their driver's license. Can you say, are you serious? The races are on. And who are they taking to prom? Are you serious? <laughs> and now they have keys to a car and we're giving them a car. Are you serious? The races are on and all of a sudden scholarships for college are ready. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? And then you see what they're experiencing in the peer pressures at high school and what most of the kids are getting involved in. And we say, are you serious? And then all of a sudden, the checkered flag is done and your kid is out the door. And time is running out. And so often during the high school teenage years, we lose focus of what's, what really matters because all of the crazy, all the crazy things that we have to navigate, it's like an obstacle course, is it not? You have to navigate your way through, through the teenage years. And we don't stop there because I don't believe at all, and I think the Bible clearly states that once your kids are adults and they move on in life, your influence still does not stop until your child is not living on this earth anymore you will have influence whether you're here or gone on your child forgive me if there's any light shining in people's eyes but this is a mirror for those how many of those your kids are grown and out on their own empty nesters raise your hand yeah welcome so glad you guys are here this is a different stage because as much as you want to celebrate and do the jig when they leave, sooner or later you get in front of a mirror and you say, what in the world did we do? And you start to reflect the do's and don'ts and you start to regret some of the things you did or you didn't do and you wonder, are they going to make it and are they going to just be so messed up and jacked up because of what we did with our kids? Are they gonna remember what's most important? And you know what, some of you parents are even struggling with your kids, we're gonna to get to this at the end, but your kids aren't serving the Lord anymore. Or they, they never have. And you wonder to yourself, what did we do wrong? Why are they living like that? For some of you, your kid gets married and only calls you once a week. And you want three times a week because they're your kid and you remember how much time you spent with them. So you grieve the time. 
And then they give you grandbabies, which is great, and you get to spoil them and give them candy and then send them back home with mom and dad. But then you're thinking, well, they're not parenting their kids right. And if they only did this and they only did this, and when I was a parent back then, right? And we think through all these things, and really, when we are empty nesters, and, and our kids are grown, and they're successful in their jobs, and their careers, and their family, you still have a part to play in their lives, but it's going to look different. And you need to learn to embrace the difference, but never, ever let go of your influence. By the way, this is a freebie. Those of you who are grown and have parents and in-laws, number one, check in with them. Don't forget to tell them thank you for what they've done. Remind them how special they are to you. Love on them. Pray for them and with them. Now, mom and dad, who are parents of kids who are grown, maybe they're in their 20s, maybe they're 30s, 40s, 50s. Here's something I want to encourage you on. Ask your kids how they're doing, and then listen. That's what kids want. Parents want the affirmation and know that they did a good job and that they're loved. Your kids want you to be a part of their lives. Ask them how they're doing, and then ask them, well, how are you doing? And then they give you the answer and say, tell me more about that. How can I pray for you? Love them. So that's a, okay? So we have all these different stages of life that if we don't focus on the main thing and we don't focus on what really matters the most, we are going to be filled with distractions. And at the end, when we're standing in front of a mirror, we're going to say, what did we do? We need to keep our eyes on what matters most, parents. When, I, uh, uh, when Lauren was giving birth to Joseph, the biggest advice we always got was hold tight onto time because it flies very fast. How true is that? And so we need to always keep the end in mind of what we want for our kids. Don't believe me. Take driving, for instance, for illustration. Driving. It's overwhelming and intimidating to learn how to drive. Now, the classwork is probably really easy. You can learn all the laws, and you have it down pat, and you know all the signs, and you know everything. But when you get in the car, and you turn the ignition on, and things start moving, it gets crazy, right? Let alone, you have the ditch on your right, you have the median on your left, and all around you, you have crazy, crazy, idiotic drivers, right? The signs now aren't still. They're actually moving. And there's different things going on, let alone all the lights in your car and all the music and then your phone. Uh, yeah, so it gets really distracting. What does the driver teacher say? Well, mine did. said, fix your eyes on an endpoint that you can see in the center as far as you can see it, and then your peripheral will align everything else out. 
Don't believe me? Let's take a football. We're in football season. A football team, the most important, this could be argued, but the most important position on a football team is a quarterback. A quarterback. This is crazy, a crazy position. They've got three, maybe 10 defensive guys literally running at them, ready to eat them for lunch. They have a ball and they have all these play options and all these distractions and everything going on and they have to focus on one play on one play and they have to focus on throwing the ball making sure it doesn't get tipped make sure it doesn't get intercepted make sure it gets right to the receiver while even getting tackled they follow through as best as they can that's called focus let alone the recept the receiver what is his job well, he's trying to catch the ball with maybe one, two, three, or maybe even more defensive players who, by the way, their $2 million contract is only for them to do one thing, make sure the receiver doesn't catch the ball. Can you imagine the pressure? Can you imagine the distraction? And what does the best receivers do? They focus only on the ball that is coming and they see it through from the moment it hits their hands to the moment they bring it into their chest to the moment that they're down on the ground, hopefully in the end zone. It is crazy. So how do we maintain focus in the distractions of parenting our kids through the seasons of life? It is all about keeping your eyes on what matters most. Keep your eyes on what matters most. If you can fix your eyes, hear me, if you can fix your eyes on what really matters most, it will have an amazing way of sorting out your priorities. If you can fix your eyes on what matters most, it has an incredible way of sorting out your priorities. Imagine the end. Now, this is going to be on the screen, I believe. Maybe not. I, I apologize. Uh, effective, listen here, effective, influential parenting. I know that's a long word, but effective, influential parenting. Godly parenting. So let's start over. Effective, influential, godly parenting does not just happen. It doesn't just, with the snap of a finger or a magical hocus-pocus, doesn't just happen. It is absolutely intentional. It takes sacrifice. Lots of it. It takes consistency, communication, and oh yeah, let's not forget, godly parenting takes God. And so often we leave him out of the equation. So the Bible has a lot to say, believe it or not, about what God sees that matters most. The Bible has something to say, a lot of things, about what matters most in life. And so if you have your Bibles, if you would pull them out, there's some Bibles in the flaps in front of you, or grab your phone, go to any Bible app, or go to our phone app, Elevation Community Church, and turn to Deuteronomy 6. Please turn to Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6. So as we do that, as you're turning, um, I, 
I want you to travel back with me thousands of years ago to after God delivered the Israelites, his people, from the bondage of the Egyptians, and he led them through the Red Sea, a miracle, miracle-working God. He's keeping his promises. He led them through the Red Sea, and then he leads them into and through the wilderness to this mountain called Mount Sinai. It's still there today, and it's still known as that Mount Sinai. Sinai. And what happens there is because the people are so afraid of the power of God, they saw all the plagues that he brought. And they could see the clouds and, and the fire of God above the mountain on Mount Sinai. And they did, God wanted to meet with his people. And they were so afraid for their lives that they sent Moses up instead. And Moses, by faith, he went up to the mountain and had a divine meeting with God. And what God is doing here on the mountain is he is laying out a set of rules and structure. And stop there, because our small groups are going to be going through Exodus. And we're going to read some of this story. And I think so often we can say, why in the world is Leviticus even a book in the Bible? We don't understand all these rules. It can really confuse you and really distract you. But all to say God is developing a nation. And a nation needs structure and a constitution, if you will. What God is doing on the Mount of Sinai is he is giving his people a constitution. He is giving them a name. He is giving them a DNA. And he is saying, if you want to be my people, this is what matters most. And so Moses goes down to the mountainside and tells his people this. Are you ready? So God, the creator of everything, the God who split the Red Sea is saying, this is the most important thing. You think we're listening now? He says this, read it with me. Listen, O Israel, listen up. Hello. <laughs> the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commandments or commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to our children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them around your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And in Israel, people, Jewish followers of God, still do that. They have a box that goes on their head with the commandments. They have something tied around their wrist. And they have something that states these commands and these things of God around their house. It's important because God says it's important. And so in the remaining time that we have, we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at what, what we need parents. We need to focus on what matters most. We need to align our priorities accordingly, and we need to remind ourselves all the time. And we're going to just pick apart these verses in Deuteronomy. Let me pray real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, just continue to work through your Holy Spirit, through my words, through your power, and in the lives of those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Moses is saying to the people, this is what matters most. Listen up, he says. The Lord, 
Our God is one. The Lord alone. Do you realize there is a word in there that is so pivotal to us today? It shows the heart of God. God's heart is always, has always been to have a relationship with you and me. He is our God. He is not just a God. He is not just the God. He is our God. He wants a relationship with you and with me. The most important thing that we can fix our eyes on and focus on as a parent is the Lord is our God. The Lord alone. Is that your priority? Because God is saying that is the most important thing. Nothing else is God. No one else is God. Sometimes we try to make ourselves God, or we think we're, we're God, or, or we, we make someone else God, or sometimes we make our career a God, and sometimes we make money a God, sometimes we make sex a God, and sometimes we're tempted to even make our very own children God. The Lord says, I, the Lord, am your God. There shall be no other gods before me. What I find so fascinating, and I love this about God, don't miss this, that even before he lays the commandments out for his nation, all the commandments, he puts in the most important thing to his heart. Relationship. Relationship. He's the Lord, your God, and he wants to be the very first thing in your family's life. When you make God the Father your focus, everything else will align to that. The shift, however, that needs to happen in what matters most in your child's life is how we plan for the end, meaning when they leave the nest. It's not about what they will do. We get into this trap and our society breeds this. It's not about what they do. Yeah, we want them to be healthy. We want them to have a successful career. Yeah, we want them to find the love of their life and be happy and, and grow and give us grandbabies and all this stuff. And we want them to be happy. And that's great. But that's not what matters to God's heart. God has never been about what we do. He, met, he cares about who we are. So parents, can I challenge you to stop looking at the end in light of what your kids will do. Rather, will you look to the end of who they might become? Because that's what God cares most about you and for your children. He wants them to become his own. He wants to bless them. He wants to have a relationship with them. That's what God wants. You see, our relationship with God is not built on what we do. It's who we are, and it's grounded in whose we are. Are you following? Do you agree? Yeah. This is powerful stuff. So imagining the end for your child when they leave the nest is not about what they do. It's a who they are. So the priorities that you're making right now for your kids, folks, is telling them who you want them to become. Take a step back and ask yourself, is that really what matters? 
If the answer is no, I would really encourage you, and I'm going to give you a Family Matters Challenge at the end, I'd encourage you to think again about that. Because our time's running out, and what matters most is that our kids will understand who they are to become. That is God's precious children. That's what matters. So, so far we've discovered that we need to keep what matters most as our number one priority. Our number one priority. So number two, number two is this. Align your priorities. Align your priorities. Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 says this. You shall love the Lord your God with what? Say it loud. All your heart. And with what? All your soul. And with what? All your might. And these words that I command you shall be on your heart. You know, this is so important to God that Jesus actually quotes this and says, this is the greatest of all commandments, that you love the Lord your God with everything and that you would love others as Christ loves them. We are to love God with everything, not just Sunday morning, everything, everything, because he owns it and deserves it all. Psalms 103 is actually a dear scripture to mind because uh, Lauren's grandma, this was her favorite scripture. It's Psalms 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And what is it? All that is within me. Bless his holy name. All that is within me. All of it every part of it. We're going to trust the Lord with what? All our minds and our strength. Trust the Lord with everything and lean not on our own understanding, but in everything we're going to acknowledge Him and He will make our paths straight. This is aligning our priorities, but if you don't have what matters most in your focus, your priorities will be out of focus. Just felt like I was supposed to be silent there for a minute. If what matters most for our kids is out of focus, your priorities will be aligned out of focus. Do you know what's most important to God? If imagining the end for our kids is all about who we become, sons and daughters of God, then do you know what is most important to God? Our hearts, not our organ, the heart, but our hearts, the spirit man, the spirit woman, the very core of our desires. And our heart can also become the place where idols are created. It is the most sacred place to God, our heart. Do you know what the Bible says about our heart? Luke 6 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. As you think, your spirit, as you think, so you become. This is powerful stuff. That's why the Bible says, 
feelings, the heart can be deceptive. He's not talking necessarily about the spirit, man. He's talking about our feelings and our emotions can be deceptive. We have to guard our hearts at all costs because that is what's most important to God is our heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Number one, parents, does God... Has he captured your heart? And number two, what are you doing to ensure that you are making a pathway for God to capture your kids' hearts? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul. Love the Lord God with everything. I'm going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted. And even Pastor Daniel's going to be tempted as a parent your children will be tempted as they grow up. We will all be tempted to put something first in our life that is not God. Do you realize, here it is, guys, don't, don't check out on me yet. Do you realize that one of the greatest acts of love that God has given is giving us the freedom to choose him or not? Giving us the freedom to choose who is the first place of our heart or not. He wants us to choose him. That's why I believe the tree of the, uh, of the knowledge of good and evil was placed in the garden. He wanted us to choose either him or the way of the world. And you know where that lie got us. God wants us to choose him. That is incredible love. So I want to bring it to the parents' front door today. Guess what? In aligning your priorities and deciding in your heart what matters most, you have the choice. God has given it to you. Every single thing that you do in life, you choose. Whoa, 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 wait, Phil. Yeah. You choose how you respond. You don't choose what happens to you or what others do to you, but you choose how you decide to live your life. We choose what to think. We choose what to believe. We choose what we say and how we respond, how we act, how we spend our time and money. We choose what we prioritize that's most important in our lives. And we choose if our actions really confirm what we say is most important. We choose. Parents, you have a choice today to change to change the future for your child. You have the choice. And you may be saying, you know what, Phil, I really get that, I really do, but you just don't understand what is going on in my life and all the things that are going on and all the things I have to manage and take care of and I can't get my child to do this and like the movie Rush Hour, they just don't understand a single word that's coming out of my mouth. And I do get that. You're not alone, I don't understand your specific situation and circumstances but you still have a choice. You have a choice how you parent. You have a choice whether to do parenting the way of the world or the way of God. You have a choice. You have a choice. So here's what I want to leave you in regards to aligning your priorities. If you're a note taker, I really encourage you to do this. Maybe someone can snap, uh, take a snapshot and put it on our Facebook page. This is really important. Aligning your priorities. 
When God the Father is the most important thing for your life and for your children's life, when He has captured your heart, when God the Father has captured your heart, you will begin to filter everything through that lens of God being your number one. Can I get an amen for that? Do you you agree with that? Have you seen it work in your life? I have. When God the Father has captured my heart and he's my Abba Daddy and I'm his son, everything that comes my way, yes, I am flawed and I do sin and I do fall into temptation, but my desire is everything that comes my way. I want to filter through the lens of God being my all in all, my provider, my source, my number one. That's talking about aligning your priorities. Here's aligning your priorities, number two. When you've received Jesus as your Savior, the one who paid the price on the cross for you, your desire begins to grow more and more and more and more and more to honor Him and make His name great. Our elders here of this church, they reflect this. And I think the world of these guys who are leading our church because they have received Jesus and their desire, each and every one of these elders, their desire is to honor Christ and make his name great. That starts to align priorities, doesn't it? When God the Father has captured your heart and Jesus Christ has become your savior, we start to focus on what really matters. And thirdly, When our hearts come alive by the power of the Holy Spirit, what it's saying is when your spirit begins to beat for the first time, the power of the Holy Spirit counsels us, convicts us, comforts us, empowers us, and leads us to understand and to choose what's most important. Do you realize that the Holy Spirit, one of the greatest things that the Holy Spirit does, it helps you make the right choice. When you're making decisions throughout the day, do you say, Holy Spirit, help me? Holy Spirit, guide me, give me wisdom. Do you text your other friends and say, pray for wisdom, pray for the Holy Spirit to lead me? The Holy Spirit is there, is all about you. His blood flows through your veins. He wants to empower you to make an impact and influence on your kid's life. You can't do this without the Holy Spirit, and you can't have the Holy Spirit without Jesus Christ, and you can't have Jesus Christ without the God, God the Father loving us so much that he gave this for us. That's incredible. So what matters most to you? Because from there, you will align your priorities. You want to know what matters most to you? Look at your checking statement. Look at your credit card bill. Look at your schedule. It will tell you what matters most. So we've learned today, the most important thing for your child is becoming who God designed them to be. And number two is we need to make Jesus first in everything and then all of our priorities will align after that. And finally, the third is remind yourselves, can you say those last three words? All the time. Let's try it again. Remind yourselves all the time. 
all the time. Deuteronomy 6, verse 7 through 9 says, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk them, talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless, frontlets, focusers between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. Dr. Constable, he's a guy I read, both Lauren and I really love his, uh, his teachings and his commentaries. He says this, it's the importance, there is such an importance on parents diligently using opportunities as they arrive daily in the course of their everyday movements and activities to equip their children to live dependently on God. So important. And I love this story. It's a story of a Japanese girl who studied at an American college. She enjoyed living in the United States. She loved it. But one thing she longed to see and experience was what it was like to be a part of a true Christian home. And so she spent her Christmas vacation in the home of one of her classmates, and she had a delightful time. As she was about to leave, the mother says, how do you like the way that we Americans live? And she says, oh, I love it. Your home is wonderful and truly beautiful, yet there is one thing I miss. You ready? She says this. I have been in your home and with you and to your church, and I have seen you worship there, but I have missed God in your home. In Japan, we have a God shelf in every home. So we worship right in our house. Excuse me, but don't you Americans worship God in your homes? Her host felt convicted, for there was little to reveal that theirs were a Christian home, not even a time when the family prayed or read the Bible together. Do you have a sign in your house that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord? If you took that sign down, would there still be evidence of that? That's so important. Guys, this is the real stuff. What we say is most important to us and to the end of our child when they leave the nest should be how we prioritize, but we get bombarded by all the distractions of the seasons of life and we miss the most important thing. How are you? I want you to think about this. How are you bringing God into the center of your homes? How are you being creative with your kids and teaching them God's heart and his scripture. In the time your kids are present with you, this is, this is the kicker, dads, moms, grandma, grandpa, in the time that your kids are present with you, what would they say in private is the most important thing to you? Would it be the TV? Football? All the animal heads around the the room, hunting, would it be just family's the most important? Job, work's most important, what is it? Could it be that one day your kid will say, you know what, 
to honor God is the most important thing to my family. I promise you, I promise you, your children will grow in a relationship with him when God is honored in your home. Are you willing, mom and dad, are you willing to clean house in order to make the most important thing for who your child becomes the first priority? And as the band comes up, I want to leave you with a family challenge. I know you all are kind of simmering and stewing, and I know the Holy Spirit is working on your hearts. And I want to leave you with a challenge, and it goes like this. Number one, ask yourself what's the most important to who your child becomes. You need to know the answer to that, mom and dad. If you don't know, that is the very first thing you need to do today. What do you want for your child when they leave the nest? And if it's not who they become in a relationship with God, I would ask you, why? Why? Show me. Because God says, he alone is God, and there shall be no other before him. Number two, create a list of priorities. I really challenge you. Lauren and I are going to do that this week as well. We are going to sit down, and we are going to lay out our priorities based on what is most important and we're going to then make another list of those things that we have in our schedule that we say are priority. And we're going to compare the two. Because this is really important. What you do tells your kids what's most important. And number three, develop ways to remind yourself all the time. Develop ways to remind yourself. It may be a picture. It may be a scriptures taped all over your house and your car. It may be uh, uh, alarms on your phone or reminders on your phone. It may be whatever, praying together in the morning and at, at dinner time and at, at bedtime. Whatever you need to do to remember what is most important, do it because that's what matters. Would you pray with me? All heads bowed. I just want to ask you, what, parents? What is truly the most important thing that you would want for your kids when they are 20, 30, 40, 50? What is it? And I hope you can say that serving and loving God and having an eternal hope and future would be at the top of your list. But parents, if you don't make that an intentional priority, it's not going to happen. And so I pray right now that there would be a stake put in the ground symbolically for every family here that we are going to make what is most important our priority. And everything else that doesn't align to that can just fade away it will become a distant memory in the future. Mom and dad, I'm not saying quit sports. Mom and dad, I'm not saying quit taking your kids to the movies. Mom and dad, I'm not saying quit allowing your kids to be in every activity. What I'm saying is do they realize that having a relationship with God is the most important thing and when they die, they're gonna stand before him and if they don't have Jesus standing right next to them saying I paid for his or her sin and I saved them and I welcome them into eternity. 
If they don't know that, you are leading them into an end of destruction eternally. And I'm not trying to cast guilt or shame or condemnation. Jesus just wants you to make him your number one. And I promise you, parents, your kids who have strayed, those, your kids who have denied God, who say, I don't believe in the Christian God that you follow, I promise you, as you allow God to change you and allow God to change your heart and you make him number one in everything you do, your kids will see, your kids will feel, your kids will experience the change that you have made in your lives. And then is your priority for your kids so much a priority that you are on your knees for your children, asking God who changes hearts to father your children in ways you cannot father or mother your children. God, I just ask that you would meet in a special way with all these hearts in Jesus' name. Father God, would you just have your way? Have your way, God, as we worship you. Father, I think of the story where Jesus uh, was in town and there was a woman and she realized the value of the Messiah. She realized who he was. She realized who he offered. And she took the most expensive thing she had, a box of oil, expensive oil, only to be used for the most precious things. And she broke it, Father. She broke it at your feet and anointed your feet because she knew that what you were and what you were doing was the most important thing. Father, as we sing this song, I will bow my life at your feet. God, we wanna make you number one. We wanna make you number one. We want to get it right, Father. We want our kids to know you and serve you, honor you, and ultimately we wanna be with them in paradise, God. And so I just challenge every parent and grandparent, if you want to restart, if you want to revamp, and you want to recalibrate what is most important and how you align your priorities, I just ask you to get up out of your seat and just come forward and just bow as a sign of surrender to the Lord. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.